Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, we've been away for a week or so. That was uh, purely down to me. I was uh, sunning myself on the beaches of the Isle of Wight with my family. And I was hoping I was going to come back to talk about lots and lots of cricket. Um, we did get some cricket in Middlesex yesterday, amazingly, um, but not a lot. So um, me and my, my regular um, partner in crime, Sal Ali, will uh, try our level best, one, to make sense of what did happen yesterday, and also to just think about um, where we might be going um, in terms of some of the leagues, some of the promotion chases, some of the relegation battles across, uh, across the league as it currently stands. So, um, Sal, all things okay with you? You're, you're touring this week, I believe, are you? Yes, I'm just having a quiet night tonight, Dan, getting ready for what could be a couple of interesting days down in Bournemouth. Um, North London Crew Club have had their um, tour to Bournemouth start today, so a lot of the guys have gone down. Let's call it the 18th to 30. Um, oh, you're fitting well. Group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they've, gone down, they've gone down today. They've had a game today. Um, I'm sure, at the current, as we speak right now, they're on their way to some sort of... Uh, establishment there'll be lots of alcohol being served and they'll be having a great time and so I'm joining them tomorrow with some of the senior guys in the club to uh, just keep an eye on things keep my proceedings make sure everyone's in check you know uh, you know and help very out best of luck Sal so, my yeah, experience of tour says you've got yeah. a tough old task there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do it should be good fun they're a great bunch of lads so I'm sure it should be a good and in all seriousness you, you know you probably didn't expect to be going on tour after week 14 up promoted the, 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 the ones are one yeah. of the few sides who, um, who are now statistically guaranteed promotion. The guys must be overjoyed. They were. So yesterday, sort of started the party early, really. I know a few of the boys were out from almost like midday once they found out the games were called off. So I think they've just had like a spillover. Like it's going to be like a long week for some of these guys in terms of a party and celebration. Yeah, so yesterday, they were all, all celebrating together. They had a good day together. Recovering probably this morning on the coach and starting again this evening. So yeah, it's been good for the club. We've had a, we've had a good season so far. You know, um, to get promotion so early is, is a great achievement. Credit to Alan and, and the rest of the side and everyone who's contributed behind the scenes as well. It's been a project we've been sort of working toward in the last sort of two or three seasons where we've been getting close to getting promotion. And now we're there. Um, it's, we want to end the season well, though. So we're not going to be letting up in, you know, in the games we've got coming up. Cause I know there's some big games against sides who could also look at promotion. So, you know, every, every players have got the individual targets they're trying to get. And also we want to just keep winning as, as, as a side. So, you know, no one's going to be come and taking the handbrake off and taking the season in the last few weeks if we get any more cricket played. That is due to this, obviously, English weather we've been... Yeah, the monsoon that seems to have hit um, uh, every single Saturday of the season so far. It's what it feels like. Um, but I know what you mean about that. I think when, once you've been winning all season, as a rule, you carry on winning, don't you? You carry on, you're in the groove. doesn't matter how bad your head is from a hangover. You, you go out and, 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 and bat as best you can. And, and I, 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 do, I do think that, you know, well, I'd be amazed if, if in four weeks' time you've lost all four games. I'd be absolutely flabbergasted if that happens. Uh, because I think good players, competitive players get used to winning and want to carry on doing it. And thinking aloud, you've got Southampton this week, right? Who are second. Yeah, so that was, you know, that's my point there. So we don't want anyone else thinking, oh, now we're promoted and we're champions that we'll be taking it easy against you know anyone in, in, in our last four games. You know, We're going to be going into that game. I'm sure Alan's going to have the same approach and the same mindset and the rest of the team will as well as it's, as it's game one of the season rather than game 15. So definitely looking to just... I mean, listen, they want to try and get as many points as they can. We're in a great winning streak at the moment, I'm sure. I think it's eight or nine on the bounce we've won as well. So we want to sort of keep that going. So... Yeah, as I said, definitely looking to uh, keep playing good cricket and keep keep the wins column ticking over. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we'll get on to the Division 2 a, a bit later. I mean, 
there wasn't a great deal of cricket played yesterday. Um, there's, what, 110, 120 potential games of cricket in the Middlesex County Cricket League. Um, as far as we're aware, there were six results, Sal, right, across all divisions. Do, do you want to talk us through them as, as, as best you can? Well, I mean, the one I, I spoke to you, obviously, off-air about was this, this game that was... In a, there was, there was a, a big game for um, Old Eyes, old eyes of Worthians and they were playing against... Just remind me who they played against. Down the uh, they were playing Perivale Phoenicians. It's a low-scoring game, which you, you would thought would be the case due to obviously some of the wickets being a bit bowler-friendly. Um, but a vital win for them because you know they're in, they're in the promotion hunt at our old lives of Worthians, and it's a win that takes them level on points rally play now, it says on here. So, um, yep. you know, a huge win for um, Alex Fanby, who's obviously been on the podcast before, a good friend of, 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 of the podcast. So he'll be delighted with that victory. And also he featured quite well. I think he took five wickets in the game. He did, he took a five for, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's that's obviously leading from the front and taking the ball by hand. So it's a low-scoring game, Perry 70 all out, and Eliza Worthen's got their seven down. So, you know, a bit, bit of nerve jangled at the end, I'm sure, for Alex in, in his batting, the batsman in his team. But over the line, and it sets up a massive game this week against... Who do you think they're playing against, Dan? Uh, well, I think the fixture the fixtures sort of always come out in, in entertaining ways, don't they? So they've got to be playing Ali Pali. Is that where we're going yeah, with this? They yeah, are, they are indeed. Like, yeah. So they've got Ali Pali away at the race course ground, which can be, you know, uh, obviously, again, if the weather's holds true. And I think the forecast for the week is pretty good. I did check it earlier on. So we're hoping that the weather men and all women, uh, women are right and they get the right weather. So this should be a fascinating game because it's almost like who wins this could almost be looking at one foot in, you know, in, in, into Division 3. But, you know, it's, there are games to go so often. But actually, that should be a cracking game. So, yeah, that was one of the games that played on Saturday. And the other one, I mean, I, you know, again, talking about some off-air, I really don't know how they managed to get 100 overs in this game. I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's a different microclimate in North Alt Manor, uh, I think. That must be 100 overs. You, could, you, you couldn't have got five overs anywhere in, in our part of Middlesex. But, um, yeah, North Alt Manor managed to do it, didn't they? What were the scores? So, North Alt Manor, 275 for 5 or 45. And Card- SCRS Cardinals... Managed to sort of hold on for a draw, one six seven for eight or fifty five overs. I mean, I looked at, I looked up the venue where this place. I was thinking it must be maybe in IB for somewhere. Obviously, we've got a game, <laughs> it's it's in Norfolk. You know, you think so? It's called Norfolk Man, but it's a public park again. So, you know, some Not achievement. Not two seven five for five yeah. or forty five. <laughs> it sounds like the Oval in you know, <laughs> in yeah, the autumn of nineteen seventy six. Yeah, I know. incredible. Um, they've got a very useful player who's performed really well with the ball this year. Um, uh, Norfolk and obviously um, Yusuf Ibrahim at the top got 896 and it says on play cricket he scored 9602 balls 8 sixes and 2 fours so he's a very small boundary that Grant or he just hits the ball really hard and cleanly yep yep um, and then a gentleman called back here Hassan Ali who mentioned in the past 70 again he wasn't hanging around 54 balls and scored 6 fours and 4 sixes and then he's a bowler to also take note of because he took in the innings of the CIS Cardinals, 442 of 18 overs. So he's a guy that's been sort of instrumental in, 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 in his club sort of season so far. Mm. So, yeah. yeah but Just going back to the Perryville game, though, Sal. I mean, obviously, this is Division 5, for those who don't know it. And as I say, that they're now equal with Ali Pally on 94. There's, there's two things that occurred to me there. I mean, I, I spoke to uh, the, the, the um, old eye scorer in the morning, Jamie Lark. And uh, he was saying that, that the ground there at Old Eyes is not flat. It's, it's, it's got a bit of a slope on it. And that means drainage-wise, it's, it's excellent because the water does run off. And he said, if it stops raining, we've got a chance of playing here. 
And um, he's obviously right because they, they, they did play and they did win. But it did make me think. I remember talking to Paul Smith uh, about, uh, about an issue about four or five years ago where he said, if you don't get a certain number of games played in a division, then none of the points should count. Now, Paul wasn't putting this forward as his opinion, but he, I think he'd heard about it happening somewhere else. So that if one side plays like old eyes and then they get a massive advantage from playing, um, is it fair that, that others really don't? I don't have the chance to benefit or do we just say that's the way it rolls folks you've got you've got to suck it up old eyes managed to get the game on the other four games are rained off they benefit from the you know from the 10 points uh, any thoughts on that one is, is there is there a point there do you think it's a, it's a very good point um again and, and to add on to that if you've got a division where there's no panel umpires for instance appointed mm. to two games and you have clubs deciding amongst themselves whether they can hold on and try and get a game in or go out in conditions which are probably not ideal and may well be called off fields and panel umpires involved. Again, you know, that's, that's another area where teams may be able to get games in and others probably can't in sort of, uh, maybe in the same divisions. Because I know sometimes yep. you have games where panel umpires are appointed and other teams in the same division don't have any. But uh, that's an interesting shout from Paul there. Um, yeah, because I, I thought sure. about it and I can totally see the logic of it. My one worry is that um, it sounds good on paper, but I wonder, ultimately, if you're going to... The devil might be in the detail somewhere. I mean, I think, ultimately, we should be trying to encourage people to play cricket. And I take the point, you don't want to be playing cricket when it's when the conditions are, are awful. We don't want people ruining squares at the end of May. We don't want people taking sort of, you know, liberties on this one. But I, I, it's why I didn't really understand why we went to three points for a rained-off game, Sal. Um, mm. I, I wouldn't. I, I'd go down to one point. Don't encourage people by giving them more points for, for rained-off encounters. I think... The emphasis should be, if you get a game on, then we'll give you any benefit of the day. And um, I, think, I think I'm think i just about in the camp where I would say, fair play, old eyes. You got the game on. You won. It sounds like they didn't necessarily have to win. That They were, you know, seven down when they got this. Um, and I think I'm just about there. But I can see an argument why, why it's a bit problematic, to be honest. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, the old eyes game could be one of the games where they, I think they got 60 overs in during the whole course of the day. So it may well have been when the game finished, the heavens opened and, you know, it came down like it did in most part of North London on, at the weekend or yeah. North and South London. So, um, again, we had another game in our division. I'd say, oh, I mean, for the threes generally now at Twickenham. Um, in week 14, another, you know, rain-ravaged Saturday where Southgate threes were all out for 21. I think, yeah. was it 22? Yeah, that's what it gets, North Mid, wasn't it? Yep, yeah. North, North yeah. Mid knocked them off, they'd won. And yeah. we, you know, I think I think we may have tried to play on a bit more in our game if we if that sort of scenario was up there. We, we were playing at home against um, Bronsbury and, and, you know, it was just a normal game of cricket. We played a few overs and we were not down for, you know, for 20. Um, but it did make me think, they, they've done the same there, basically. Bronsbury, fair play to them. You know, they, they've knocked Southgate over. They've waltzed off with 10 points. The rest of us have gone home with three, and is, is that is that the way to go? I think it is. I'm, I'm happy with it, but I can understand why others might not be. I mean, also the toss comes into it, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. North Mid decide and then he won the toss that day. But if you have a, if North Mid were going to bat for us and would have looked to bat at least forty hours plus, then does that game get finished? Probably not. Probably not. You're right, and you ain't going to declare after fifteen overs on eighty, no matter how yeah. poor the opposition are, are you? You know, you're not going to do that. So no, you're not. Yeah, so that's the two. That's two of the three first eleven games that were played. Um, there was another one, wasn't there? Um, elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. So in, in Div Two, um, Harrow managed to get game against um, Oxbridge, and you know, again, credit to both sides for sticking in there. I know the umpires were panel umpires as well, so they obviously deemed 
the pitch to be playable. So they got their game on, and Harrow benefited from all the sides in that division who are trying to get promotion. Mm. Picked up five points in the winning draw. I mean, it doesn't take them to, into promotion place, but they are now into seventy-eight points and in third place. So a two two-point gap to Southampton, who are occupying second promotion spot at the moment. So that was in the context of the, of the season, like you said. You know, if, if we're talking about a scenario where only one game is played in the division, that's definitely benefiting Harrow there, isn't it? Yep. I mean, two points now. Because, of course, even if you lose a 10-point um, limited overs game, then you can still get two points if you lose. So you, yeah. you could conceivably catch up that two points, whereas you wouldn't be able to catch up four points in one weekend if, if you lost. So I think that could, that could be very, uh, very useful come the end of the season. The scores were also quite intriguing, weren't they? I mean, Harrow, 176 for five off 35, that's, which sounds like an interesting declaration, although it may well be that they only had 70 overs or 70... 70-ish overs to play. And then Uxbridge, well, I wasn't going to sort of really... I didn't really expect to have a dig-in of the day award today because there weren't so many games. But I think we got one, haven't we? Uh, what, what did Uxbridge um, finish on? So, six, 52 for 8 or 40 overs. So that is Impressive. definitely... Um, I mean, not as good as... Was it Hornsey or Hassett Murray who did that one a couple of weeks back? I think it was Hornsey who was slower than a, a run and over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously they, they've thrown out the challenge who else can beat and Uxbridge did their best to try and compete with them. So... Um, they they definitely win our digging of the day award totally. Well, I spoke to Abradar, sort of the, 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 the one of the Uxbridge stalwarts who found himself yeah. playing in the ones this weekend, and he um you know he, he was saying that you know in everything, they lost a few wickets early on, um that they, they were going nowhere at all. I mean, what's the point in throwing it all away? There isn't one. You you know you you, you batten down the hatches and see what you can do. And and he did say, well, we were turning down singles. We wouldn't have turned down twos, but, you know, the, the, the outfield's wet, the ball's not really going anywhere. So, batsmen just decided to stay at the ends where the bowlers were and where they felt happy. And I guess it makes sense too, doesn't it? Um, that, also, that, that also shows the integrity of the league, doesn't it, though? You know, you've got a side who, probably, who have no real interest in terms of what's going to happen next season because they're leaving. Mm. That's, that's Oxbridge. But they know they're playing a side who are trying to get promotion. Now, they could have easily just decided to go and play their shots and, and got out and be bowled out for, you know, 50 you know, 40-50 as a total and hand Harrow the points easily. But, you know, they're they, they guys, as you said, dug in and, and managed to get a draw, which in the scheme of things will help the sides below. That's very true. I never thought of it like that. But it's right. You know, it would have been easy to just tee off and say whatever. Um, but, I mean, skipper Leo Fernandez, naught off 35 balls. You know, yeah. and, and I, I think when you can't win, don't lose. That's, that's the nature of the game. You don't make the rules. The rules are there. And so I think it was the only option left to them, really, wasn't it? And respect due to them for doing it. I'm sure Harrow were a bit... We're a bit bored, um, but that, so be it. You know, that's that, that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Um, cool. So that's the three first eleven games. There were three other games. Do you want to talk us through those? So, do you, do you want to talk about the second eleven game that you spoke to me about the Southgate? The second eleven game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a bit confused by this one, Sal, and it may well be that I'm the only person that's confused. But um, Southgate two's got a winning draw against Winchmore Hill twos. Um, Southgate batted first, uh, 170 all out in 48.4. So this must be another place with a different, you know, ecosystem because they, they've got a hell of a lot of cricket in here. Um, and Winchmore Hill, in what sounds like a really good game, were nine down, um, having scored 131 off 37. And so I looked at this and thought, oh, OK, Winchmore Hill have just sneaked the winning draw there because they've scored at a faster rate. If you take uh, the balls that they faced and the runs that they scored. Um but no, um, it, it, 131 for 9 off 37, and it says it on Play Cricket. It says it on the County League website. If you had everything up, um, it says that Southgate got the um, got, got got the winning draw. And 
I, I messaged Will Irwin, the, the skipper at Winchwall Hill at, uh, 2s, about this. And he said, no, 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 um, Southgate got the winning draw. So it sounds to me like they agreed. I mean, I, I'm sort of putting two and two together here. But it sounds to me like they agreed that 1-3-1 was the winning draw. And Southgate got there and mm. then were happy enough to have got there and just then didn't want to be bowled out because they were nine down. And so for that reason, it, it's gone down as a winning draw to Southgate, um, which... which if you do the maths on it, I'm sure it doesn't add up. I think Winchmore Hill scored at a faster rate. Um, but Dan, I think no, so. If it, it, we ran up to 49 overs, so 170 divided 49 is 3.46, and Southgate's run rate was 3.54. It with 49 overs. No, so I divided so so 170 yep. divided by 49 gives us 3.46. Yeah, right. Um, Southgate's called one three nine of thirty seven, and that would have been three point five four. Well, they've got one three one of thirty seven. Oh yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. So that equals three uh, point. So basically, what you're saying is, Sal, I can't do my maths. It's, it's been a long week, mate. You took that <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we should. You know, what we could do, of course, is just cut this segment, and no one would ever know that I I got yeah. the maths wrong. But we won't because we're. Are we professionals or unprofessionals? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, fair point. I'm glad you can do the adding up. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that one. And in truth, I've got no <laughs> axe to grind with either side. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll roll with it. But it sounds a good game of cricket. 170 all eight versus 131 for nine. Fair play to the both of them for, for, for playing so much and for, for making it a pretty entertaining encounter. I think it is also worth knowing um, that Winchmore Hill are top and Southgate bottom. And yeah. Winchmore Hill, I think think would have been promoted had they won I think um, and of course they'll have to wait another week and judging by where they are you know a good 40, 40 plus uh, 40 odd points ahead I think or 38 points ahead they, they will get promoted um, but Southgate they're now on 23 points adrift at the bottom but they have the best of the day so um, again just goes to show the league um, comes up with surprises right? Definitely um, yeah I mean which one not far away from going up they're, they're, they're in the same division as my twos or North London's twos any good side so um, yeah. They'll, they'll be they'll be going up. They'll be going up. They'll be going up. And they've got people who can do better maths than me, so I'm sure they'll going up without any any skullduggery or shenanigans or, or, or problem uh, problem counting. Cool. So that's the only second team game that was played. There were two other ones. Do you want to just talk us through those uh, in the third tier? Yeah. So Richmond uh, forced managed to beat um, Stanmore Freeze, and then when actually went Winchmore Hill managed to get two games in at the weekend. They did. Yeah. When we freed and Winchmore Hill Freeze drew in in the same division as Richmond Forest and Stanmore Forest. Is that div two um, of the third test? So yeah, I mean, going back to that Southgate Winchmore game again, I'm, I'm puzzled in terms of like in a good way, obviously that in an area where everything else was cancelled, they managed to play because Southgate played their home games at their home ground, and Winchmore played their home games at their ground. So both grounds are surrounded by other clubs in the area who are not able to play at all. Yet they got games, in, so somehow there's some miracles being worked at these grounds. Yep, although. Um, certainly where I was, it was horrific in the morning, but a pretty bright afternoon. So maybe if you turned up, um, gave it a good go in terms of mopping up, then, then the game was there to be played. Maybe. I wouldn't have thought yeah. that at, at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock here. That's why we called it off. But yeah. um, but maybe the, the, the bright afternoon actually did give those who gave it a chance the opportunity to, to play a bit of cricket. And respect you uh, for getting that in. Oh, 100%. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. got some cricket played at the weekend. So, yeah, yeah. Richmond um, are now um, 12 points clear of Finchley. Further than in, who are in second place, so I'm sure Richmond are happy to, to get their game on at the weekend. Yep, absolutely. So that means, trying to sum it up, even though there wasn't much cricket played, we, we do now have three teams who are definitively promoted, and you can see that on the County League website. I noticed that um, 
Uh, um, Paul Smith has updated it so you can see when teams are definitively promoted. They are North London, of course, 50 points clear of Harrow in Div 2. Um, Harrow Town, um, unsurprisingly, if you've been following the podcast, they've been doing well all season. They're 51 ahead of Kenton in third in Division 3. And Crouch in threes in Division 3 of the third tier um, are 44 ahead of Harrison Mary's threes. And that sees them promoted to Division 2 of the third tier um, in 2022. There's also one team who were formerly relegated. Sal, did you pick up on that? Yeah, Finchley. Yeah. yeah. Results of South, so we've sent them down now with all the games being cancelled. So, yeah. But, you know, they, they've, they've been on, on the up in terms of playing some good cricket and getting some close results in the last uh, few weekends. So, I'm sure they'll be looking to build on that as they enter the last four games of, of the season and just try and, you know, get a win and also continue playing some good, good cricket, which they've been doing. Yeah. Um, and also, I think year. it's been coming, hasn't it? It's not as if it's a major shock to them. Um, so, so, I don't think. That the very fact that it's statistically all sorted out will be a, a big deal in that sense. Um, and as you say, they've not been they've not been getting battered at, m- most of the time anyway. It's been relatively close, and let's see if they can, you know, let's put a few points on the board and think about next season positively. Um, I did also notice that I think that there could be one division next week where two sides get relegated, uh, and that's the third tier Premier Division. Um, uh, MTSSC threes and Eastcote threes are on twelve and eleven points respectively. And mm-hmm. Osterley threes are on 44. So if Osterley win and MTSSC, um, who are playing North London, I think, and Eastcote, who are playing Osterley, if they lose, then um, then both of those sides will be will be done and dusted. And there are others across the league who could be in similar positions, but I did note that there could be two in one division yeah. um, next week there. So, so that might be one to, to look out for. And we will obviously surmise when we, when we get there. Um, We've also been thinking a little bit about what the last four weeks might have in store. And one of the reasons for that is, of course, we're, we're, the time cricket is now, for 2021 at least, part part of history. Um, we're, we're done and dusted with that. And we're moving back to limited overs cricket for the last four weeks. And there are some sides who do better at one format than the other. So so that it might be interesting to see if um, sides who are slightly out of the picture come back into the picture because they're, um, they're, they're able to do... Uh, I played a format that it better suited to, um, but have you, have you had a, th- a bit of a think, a think about the top flight there, Sal, and what the last four weeks might have in store? I mean, we, the run-ins, has anyone got a particularly good or bad run-in? Anything we should keep an eye out for? I mean, something we mentioned earlier on in terms of the league being sort of an honest and fair league in terms of how teams perform, I don't think any game's going to be easy for anyone, really. Mm. Um, I mean, North Mid looked to have, for me... You know, I mean, it's going to be could be the side against Tellington in in in, in three weeks' time. Um, Shelton Bush away, not an easy place to go to. Good side, Hampstead at home. I mean, Hampstead are capable of you know turning up and beating, you know, playing some really good cricket if they showed against Crouch in a couple of weeks back. And then their final game will be away at Ealing. Now, who knows what situation will be there regarding the league when we go into the final week of the season? But that's not easy, you know. And I'm sure they'll understand it's not easy at all. But I mean. I still feel, you know, I did mention a few weeks about that 120 points could be enough to win the league. And they're currently on 102. So, mm. if they get two of, out of four and one of them is against Teddington, then it could be... Money's know, on them. Yeah. yeah. But as this, I said, I, I just don't think there's any easy game against anyone, really. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's absolutely true. And sides that have no pressure on them often play pretty well. Um, they often relax and, 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 and come to the party. I mean, just to be clear, North Mid are on 102, Teddington are on 93. So that's 
basically a game behind. Um, yeah. And then Crouchend on 86. I think that the, the league title will be won by one of those three. Um, North Mid have got only one of those t- sides to play. They play um, Teddington in week 17. Teddington have to play both North Mid and Crouchend. Um, in week 16 and 17, which I guess can be good because if you beat them, then you make real progress. Um, if you lose, then then, then it, that turns around the other way. And Crouchend, therefore, have just got to play, just got to play, they've got to play Teddington uh, in week 16. So you'd say Teddington have got an opportunity, I guess, against those, the, 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 the people they're, they're running, uh, running against for the title. But it does all point towards week 17, doesn't it? At, um, yeah. at the mid. That's looking like a crucial game between North Mid and Teddington and one to keep an arm. Definitely, that could be the decider. I mean, Crouchin have favoured the Limited Overs format because they had a flying start to the season and, you know, beaten everyone almost in, in every game they played. And they've sort of stuttered slightly on the, uh, the timed format. Now, do you so think that, that is the format, Sal, or do you think that's just a bit of a blip? I'm not sure. I mean, no, I, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out in two or three weeks' time, won't we? See how they perform yeah. in the next two or three weeks. But they're, they're back to limited overs. Um, and they've got Finchie this weekend, which um, is a game they'll be looking to win. Then they've got two tough away games against Tennyson and Richmond. And then you guys will be come to, yep. to the Calfort ground for the last week of the season. I mean, I think you're just about out of it, but you're, you're a dangerous side still to be. You know, um, wanting you know to be, to be playing, and I think your running actually is not too bad. And if we're looking at games in terms of how how we sort of sum teams up, hmm. you got I know you got Bron, Ealing, Finchley, and Crouchen. I mean, the three of the like, as I mentioned have not had the best of seasons. Yep. And you know, I mean, all he needs is uh, well, certainly Bronsbury, Finchley, bottom two. Yeah. The, yeah. the problem we've got if we win all four, then we're still going to be behind North Mid if they win two. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, is it? And yeah. So, yeah, for, for, yeah, for us to be in the middle of this, we could really have done with playing yesterday against North Mid, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and winning. Obviously, wouldn't have been any good to have played and lost. But, um, but yeah, I, I think we're out of it. Um, I think Shepherd's Bush, who were just behind us, are obviously in the same boat. They'll be out of it because yeah. I think North Mid are likely to win too. Um, but you know, our, our side will remain pretty consistent. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. as you say, the integrity of the league, the integrity of the cricketers, means that you go everywhere and want to win. Um, so we'll be following um, with, with real interest, particularly on the last day, week 18 at yeah. Crouchen could be very interesting. So we will see what that brings. I, just think, I think North Mid against Bush this week is going to be, it's going to be a tough yeah. game. You know, um, Bush are not one of them, you don't see them getting beat by eight wickets or over 100 runs that often. They always battle and they work really, really hard to stay in games and put teams under pressure. So, you know, they're not going to be turning on thinking this is just an easier way day for them. They're really going to be playing some good cricket and really making them work hard. Well, I think that's a big game. That's the biggest game in the division this weekend yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Because ultimately, if, if North Mid win, then they're in a really strong place. If they lose, then, then you know, a severe attack at the Collie Wobbles is not, it's not there. But, yeah. it, it, you know, they're gonna, you, people will ask questions, won't they? Legitimately so. And um, the, the Bush are one of those sides who could do it for sure. So, um yeah, I, th- I think we should have a have a close look at that one. Um, when next and one, Saturday. one important thing as well, I mean, Joel, who's been flying for them in the last month or so, taking you know shallow the wickets, he can bowl ten overs on Saturday. Yeah. So normally he's been bowling spells between fifteen and twenty overs, and rightly so because he's he's the best bowler on the side and best bowler almost in the league. I'd say. Yep. He's now can can only bowl ten, so other guys need to step up on the side and pull. You know, pull. I mean, I'm not saying pull it away. It's the wrong way to say it, say it, but. 
also show their worth within the side in terms yeah. of selection and what they can do. Which I'm sure they're saying Joel Hughes has got the most wickets for North Mid ever in July. That that Joel Hughes, isn't it? Yeah, just to yeah, be clear. Yeah. 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 yeah, just in case Joel's listening. Yeah, yeah. we did notice. Yeah, four LBWs out of five, so he's obviously bowling pretty straight. Yeah, tends to bowl pretty straight. Yeah, good, good. Um, what about the bottom then, Sal? Because the bottom's slightly different, isn't it? Because Bromsbury, are, they've got 23 points to make up. They're ninth and uh, Hampstead are eighth. And if you look at it, on the face of it, um, I'd say they probably need to win four games and Hampstead won and they go up. Now, that, that's a tough ask. That, or they'd stay up rather than not go up. But when I look at the fixtures, I think this is not as implausible as it might sound. Now, I don't know what your thoughts on this are. I mean, again, you spoke about Northwood and Shepherd's Bush, I think it me away at Richmond. If they yeah. lose that, then irrespective of what might be happening between Hampton and Tennington, it's going to be yeah. a, a big call for them to try and stay up. Um, and again, look, looking at their running, they've got Richmond away this weekend, this Bron, then Twickenham at home, Bush away, Hampstead at home, four mm. games again, which... You know, there's no easy game. We keep mentioning this, but they're going to find things very, very difficult. And yeah. Hampton of late picked up some good form, and you know, they're, again, they're a side that's not been being beaten heavily. Yeah. So you have to fancy Hampton, don't you? You know, I think you do. But the way I looked at this was, um, if we assume an assumption is the mother of all cock-ups, you know, if assumptions all came to, to fruition, then we wouldn't need to talk about it. But if we assume that Hampton lose in week 15, Teddington. And they yep. lose in week 16, North Mid. Of course, no draws in the game. That's all gone. It's win-lose. So if we assume that, they're not unreasonable assumptions, then um, if we assume then that Bronsbury win one of their games, okay, then, you know, against Richmond or against yep. us in, in week 16, then they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be closer. They'll be sort of probably 14, 15 points back. So in the last two weeks, then Hampstead play Ealing at home. Again, Ealing, funny side. Mm. I know they're not a great season, but, you know, they're hardly a gimme, are they? So they play Ealing and Bronsbury play Shea Boo. Now, that week, if Bronsbury... Bronsbury going to have to win that week, I think. And if they win that week, then all bets are off. Because, of course, the last week of the season, they yeah. meet. So nice. they just need to be eight point, within eight points. And I, I, I think that, that that will give them every opportunity to go roaring into that final game. Um, with the chance to stay up. Now, you know, there's plenty of reasons why it shouldn't happen, but I don't think it's quite as unlikely as, 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 as the, the, raw, the raw data, as it were, might, might make us feel. Um, but we shall see. I mean, I think they definitely, they definitely need to, to, to do well on Saturday against Richmond or against us the week after, or in both. Um, mm. I think absolutely vital. And of course, if they lose both those games, they're down. So, <laughs> end of discussion. But I don't think they will. I, I think they'll win at least one. Um, and keep this going a bit longer. Hampstead, they, they've steadily drifted down, right? They, 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 they're not on the greatest of runs. They, you no. know, I mean, I think the, the problem is the bowling, from what I, what, what I can gather. They're not, not really holding sides to, to, um, to, 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 to gettable scores. So, ultimately, I think that that's going to have to improve. And if it does, then I guess your money will be on Hampstead, but I wouldn't put much of it on. Yeah. No, I mean, looking at their um, Formula Overs match, they only won one of the... Um... Really? They played, but again, there was um, one rained off. So, yeah, they didn't have the best of starts in terms of the, I mean, nor did Bronsby actually does, so and either side really sort of flourished during the over stages of the season. So, again, it's is it more their preferred time format? So, hmm. it'll be interesting to see how they get on. 
in that in that in that final four weeks of the season. Absolutely, we, we will have to uh, we, we'll have to follow that with interest. Um, now it's quite hard to make make calls about the rest of the league. We still have four weeks to go, of course. Yeah. So there's, there's plenty of scenarios that can change quickly. But has there been anything else elsewhere that you think might be worth keeping an eye on? Any particular divisions where where potentially exciting stuff could be on the uh, uh, on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, Div One is, is the next two weeks for Stanmore. I mean, I know they've they've got a nice lead at the moment, but they yeah. lose these two games against Swansea and Harris St. Marys, who they've got second and third. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It can make them really really interesting. So they're, they're pivotal weeks coming up, and then um, I know Acton are sort of pitching in there, sort of trying to hang in there. They actually play against um, uh, Stanmore again. So I mean, Stanmore get three games against the three sides below them. So mm. I'm sure they're not thinking the promotion race is done and dusted at the moment, or that or, you know, a place in the prem because they've got three very difficult games coming up in the next three weeks. Um, and then actually in the last, and then again, um, Hornsey have got probably running. They after Stanmore have got Osterley at home. And they've got to play Highgate, which will be a big game for Highgate, who are looking to try and stay up. So yep. there's some great games to be played in um, Div Div uh, Div One, and Div also one. same with the price of Div Two. We mentioned earlier as we spoke, Div Two. You've got you've got, you've got four sides all trying to also try and get promotion in North London. And this weekend we see uh, um, Southgate play Harrow. Huge game, mm. you know. Southgate lose that, yeah. I mean, Southgate lose oh. that. Then I, that's, I think second. Be, no, I take it back. Yeah, no, it's third v fifth, but it's very yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Southgate lose that, then I think they could be thinking another year in, in Div in Div Two because yeah. that would probably put them out. But then the week after that, you've got Barnes playing Southgate and again. Barnes are a side who are in a promotion hunt. Um, so yeah, again, some fascinating games. And actually, we played Barnes in the last game of the season. Um, mm. So we're going to have a say who goes up because we've also got to play Harrow and we've got Southampton as well. So, yeah. Yep. And at the bottom in Division 2, Silas, another interesting week. Ninth place Wickham House, of course, that's not really changed because we haven't played enough cricket, but ninth place Wickham House, didn't think we'd be saying that at this stage of the season. They play Eastcote, who are sixth, but only 15 points ahead of them. So if Wickham House can win on Saturday, then Eastcote are right back in it. And yeah. um, while ninth play sixth, seventh play eighth. So uh, uh, the Titans... Uh, will play Indian Jim Carner. And uh, again, I suspect that's at um, the post office ground, Sudbury Hill. So I think that's a really interesting one because these are... Now, you do get six-pointers now. I think we are officially in the territory where we're allowed to say that. that that's a big game. If, if the Titans win that, then I think they're all but safe. Uh, if mm. they lose, oof, they're not safe, for sure. Uh, they're they're going to be right in the mix. The Titans have been on a, sort of, I mean, they had a great win against Southgate a couple of weeks back. Um, I think also beat Southampton as well. So they're, they're a capable side of... Um, pulling the rabbit out of the hat when needed, so they'll be one to to keep an eye on as, as the weeks go on in terms of. But well, I think they'll they'll stay up. Just they'll just have enough in the in the tank. Yeah, too. they'll be able to scrape through. It's better to have the points in the bank and all that. I know it's a cliche, but there's uh, there's something in it, isn't there? Um, anything anywhere else that caught your eye? So we mentioned of um, Isle Worthing. So this this is a huge game this weekend, isn't it? Um, Ali Paddy yeah. and Isle Worthing in terms of who gets that second promotion spot. Um, at the bottom as well, Lanka Lions play Perivale Phoenicians. That's tenth the eighth, um, and I think if Lanka Lions lose, they're definitely gone, and Perivale are probably safe. So North London Muslims, who are ninth, will be will be hoping, I think, perhaps paradoxically, that Lanka Lions win um, because that will drag Perivale further into the relegation mire. So that's one to keep an eye on there. And in Div Five, our um, our good friend Shrikant and his side swinging back on. They're, they're, they're twenty six off, twenty six mm. points off, off off eighth place, and. 
you're playing new Caledonians this weekend who are trying to get promotion. So I imagine mm. if Swanbuckle loses that game, then it's, it could be um, good night Vienna. Exactly, yeah. looking at Div Six next season. So yeah, um, that's a that's a top B bottom game. which should be. Yeah. And also at the top, Northwick Park, who are second with 84 points, play Kensington Chelsea, who are fifth. And you might think, well, Kensington Chelsea, fifth, mid-table. Far from it. They're only 12 points behind Northwick Park. So if they can put one over on them, then um, that blows that race apart as well for the second place. K-plus are long since gone. They're going to be promoted, I think. But um, second to fifth, pretty close in there. And, and a lot of signs will be hoping Kensington Chelsea do them a favour. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, an interesting matchup as well. In terms of, yeah, I mean, that division's quite tight. Isn't it? You've got... Four sides um, who are divided by or separated by twelve points um, yep. from second down to fifth. So that's a that's a table that or a league to division sort to pay attention to as the weeks go on. Yep, absolutely. And then also in Div Six as well, your your friends at Willow Leather. Well, you know what? I've since found out I've got an in to Willow Leather. A former Twickenham players there, uh, oh. Pranpreet Singh, who scored a lot of runs this year. He's in the top twenty run scorers in the league. Okay. Um, and Parampreet's gone there. Uh, he's, he's been there this season. He plays with with, with a few of his mates there. And um, yeah, I, I was sort of I didn't realise he was there until I saw that that list. And I thought, is that the same Parampreet Singh? Sent him a line, and it, and it is. And he was saying, yeah, it's been a good season. That they, they um, Willow Leather, uh, you say, a group of friends. They they they, they they're trying to get promoted. That that's their aim for the season. He said some of the wickets have been um, reasonably challenging. Was uh, I think the phrase that he used, but. Um, he's certainly done okay. So he's in he's in in the top twenty run scorers in the whole league. So um so he's done fine. And they're um yeah they're, they're hopeful that they're gonna they're gonna carry it through and and, and maybe catch Victoria Park. Victoria Park are top with ninety. Willow Leather Willow Leather with eighty six. And then Harrow Millennium with with seventy nine. So um so yeah they're they're, they're confident they're going to finish this one off. And and this week Willow Leather away at Bahani who are ninth. So um so that that's a game they'll definitely be looking to to get ten points from. In that division as well, Dan, um, Harrow Millennium, who are in third place, as you mentioned, um, seven points off uh, second place. On week 13, you know, there was no podcast last week, as you mentioned, yeah. but one of their players, Padoof, well, performed amazingly, a great achievement. So I thought it's worth mentioning um, Chandan Pandey took 10 for 23 in his side. 10 for 23. That... Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. Impressive, isn't it? So um, good one well to Chandan. Chand- sorry, Ch- Chandan. Um, yep. He gets his mention, which is well deserved. Absolutely, I'd missed out on that one. I didn't realise that. I mean, yeah. ten for twenty-three. That's 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 ridiculous. I mean, every respect. And and that takes him actually top of the. So if we look at the bowling, I like to sort of check the player stats as we go and week yep. in week out. And uh, he's now the leading with taking the league with forty-five wickets. Impressive. Impressive. And the leading run scorer, just while we're on that, is um, uh, Travis Norris from Stanmore. Just the five centuries this season for Travis. Um, and he's, yeah, he, he's been fantastic in their charge to return to the Premier League. So he, he's by a distance the leading run scorer in the league. Still four weeks to go. Could change. But my money be on Travis staying there for the next four weeks too. And the average of 86.56 is not bad, is it? All right. I'd take it if, if it was an offer. It's all right. Yeah. And, and five centuries from 12 innings. Yeah. And considering that you know a couple of the games have been at least a couple of the games have been rained off only unbatted, that's um, that, that's a phenomenal performance. Well done. Yeah, so he's played twelve of the games that have been played this season. So, oh, so he's had twelve innings. Okay, but yeah, even yeah, then, yeah. still, still that's phenomenal. very good. Of course, yeah, yeah. massively. Good, good. Um, elsewhere, there's not been a great deal of cricket, unsurprisingly, because there's been plenty of rain. But we have had news of a bowl out, Sal, um, involving one of our clubs in a comp- in a cup competition. Yeah, so Ealing, um, as you mentioned in the past, we're in the uh, um, later stage of the, of the National and we're playing Weybridge in a rearranged game because the last one was rained off. No surprise there. 
Um, and then I think the weather again took hold of proceedings and it resulted in a bowl out, which I actually caught on Instagram. I was flicking through uh, Instagram and it came up uh, a, live, uh, a live feed of the, of the bowl out. And it seemed they might have actually about, you know, looked to win at one point. Um, the way which bowl had hit, his, had hit the stump from his last ball and he managed to hit it. So um, after sort of five bowlers had the opportunity to bowl, it went to sudden death. Um, and I mean, you know, I don't know how you managed to do this, but maybe the pressure, maybe the situation got to one leading bowlers who bowled a no ball. Um, in sudden death. Yeah, in the, <laughs> bowled a no ball. <laughs> he, hit the, he hit the stumps, uh, but, you know, no ball obviously meant the delivery didn't count. And then the Waverage guy hit the stump, so that's healing out for this season, unfortunately. What a nightmare. I'd like to know more about the, the bowler who bowled a no ball in a way. I mean, does he bowl no balls? It would be better if he'd never bowled one in his life. You know, just suddenly got the no ball disease then. But, oh dear, what a way to go out. Disappointing. I mean, yeah. again, it's not the best way you want to win a game of cricket, but, you know, these are the methods we have, don't they? So you, you It's better than the toss of a coin, Sal. We've yeah. had that in previous years, haven't we? That's a yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, as I said, watching it, I thought they've got a chance there because they, where we should bolt were going second, they one, one, uh, hit the stumps once and they did so, then it resulted in, as we mentioned, the um, sudden death and eating, unfortunately, will bow out this year of the competition. Such is life. Such and also last life. week, um, there was out also the T20, so um, we won't have any MCCL sides in any of the national stages of the uh, um, 40 over comp or the T20 version. We draw a line and move on, Sal. There's always yep. next season. Yeah, yep, there is indeed. There yep. is. Cool. Thanks for your input, Sal, as ever. The detail's fascinating there, and, and we've got a lot more of it to come over the next four weeks as long as the sun begins to shine. And you're saying that the forecast's OK, right? It looks pretty good. Yeah. Cool. It looks pretty good. So um, I'm hoping that that's correct. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, it can't get any worse than it's been of late. It's been bizarrely bad. But um, yes. Cool. Fingers crossed we're back this time next week talking about lots of cricket. Uh, in the meantime, go well, Sal. Enjoy Cheers, your tour. Yeah, we'll do. And um, speak to you in a bit. Take care, mate. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.